Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. I want to thank you for joining us today as we continue our discussion of transformative parenting. We really want to transform the hearts of our children in their spiritual formation so that they can live faithful Catholic lives in the midst of our darkening culture. Pope Benedict XVI said that our highly secularized culture is contributing to what he described as a widespread failure to transmit the faith to the coming generation. And Pope Benedict described this crisis as an educational emergency. Now, when the Pope says there's an educational emergency, that means the sirens are going off and it demands our attention. And in any emergency, you drop whatever you're doing and you focus on resolving that emergency. And that's what we're actually trying to do through this radio series on transformative parenting. We're trying to meet the needs of what is going on in the midst of our culture where our children are not getting the faith to such a degree that they can withstand a secular culture. And in a nutshell, this is what you need to know on behalf of your children and grandchildren, that traditional classroom education in the faith in today's environment and culture, that alone or relying on that as a primary educational strategy in the faith is not enough to keep kids Catholic in today's world. It may have in other times. It's not today. And the educational emergency that Pope Benedict warned about is going to get worse. If you notice the trends in our culture, we can expect the situation to get worse unless some major changes are made in the way we spiritually form the lives of our youth. So what do you do? Last time I mentioned a three-pronged strategy that I basically extracted from Deuteronomy chapter six. This Deuteronomy chapter six strategy is to keep kids faithful in a horrendous cultural environment. And I mentioned that Moses gave the children of Israel this three-pronged strategy when they were on the borders of going into the promised land. Now, the promised land was to become the holy land that we call it, but it was a very unholy land that they were entering. Just for example, uh, besides gross and rampant sexual immorality, they not only had the horror of abortion that we had today, but that parents would openly and willingly put their children on the arms of an idol to Moloch and see their babies being burned alive while they celebrated and worshiped their false god. In the midst of that cultural situation, God gave families this three-pronged strategy to keep their children faithful in the unholy land in which they were living, and that same strategy will work for parents today. And here are the three ingredients of that Deuteronomy 6 strategy. First, it involves parents. Second, 
it involves Scripture, and third, it involves hearing. Let me start with the last first, hearing. By hearing, I'm not simply describing parents talking out loud about Scripture. Hearing, as the Bible describes it, is when truth is received and impressed upon the heart. And in this context, in Deuteronomy 6, it's a family setting. I mean, so often we say, well, you know, I told my teenager something and it went went in one ear and out the other. That's not hearing. Hearing in the Bible sense of it is really taking it to heart. In my book, Legacy, that I wrote for Catholic dads, I devote a whole chapter on trying to train young children in hearing. And what we're talking about in the strategy of parents teaching Scripture to their children, they first put those words from God upon their hearts, then they, in a family context, not classroom, family context, share those Scriptures heart to heart, from parent to child. And that way, God's truth is deeply embedded within the child's heart, thus giving the child the strength they need to withstand the pagan culture of the unholy land. This is how it works, and this is a timeless strategy. Now, you might ask, why parents? Why not somebody who studied theology? So we're going to have a little contest today, and it's going to be me versus mom and dad. And our goal is to reach on a 1 to a 100 scale. We want to reach 100 is our goal for effectiveness in teaching. Now, nobody's going to reach 100 perfect effectiveness, but let's just say that's that's our goal. And I'm going to uh, be the contestant against the moms and dads listening to this broadcast. And I'm particularly singling out moms and dads without any formal theological or scriptural training whatsoever. Okay, let's start with me. I've been to seminary, uh, got an undergraduate degree in theology too, studied Greek and Hebrew, read a few hundred theology and scripture books. Okay, if I was your child's classroom instructor on a one to 100 scale, I think if I did a pretty good job, I could score between 30 and 45, okay? Now, if you're in school, that's not a great grade, but at least I'm doing something. I think something good could be done. Now, if I was a really wise classroom instructor uh, and I incorporated some outdoor activities, particularly like, say, if I had your child in a youth group and I did some type of outward bound wilderness experience with them and that type of thing, I think I could um, easily get to 50 or 65 with your children. So that's, that's the score I would give myself. In other words, I could greatly improve my score. Or the same thing if I was a coach and then had a time of devotions and such, because the relational bond I would be increasing by going outside of the classroom, if it's either the football field, the baseball field, or going off camping or hiking or something like that, or fishing, any of that would get me up to about 50 to 65, okay? Now let's have mom and dad. Mom and dad 
have the strongest relational bond to their children uh, more than any other human being on earth. You share flesh and blood, you share home, uh, you share DNA. And because of that, the strength of the faith conveyed being directly proportional to the strength of the relationship between teacher and child. If mom and dad take a few minutes a week and do what I'm going to describe in three very easy steps, I'd say you would start at 75. You would start ahead of the best that I could do with a seminary education, having studied Greek and Hebrew, having read all these theology books. And even if I took them out hiking and camping and everything else because I'm trying to develop a relationship with them that's stronger than exists in a classroom, the best I might be able to do is less where you would start from. The best grade I could give myself, and that's if I was a coach or an out, outward bound kind of experience coupled with the teaching, was 65. I'm giving you, mom and dad, without any of that theological background, a 75 as a starting point. Just open up and take a few minutes a week and share with your children. This is how you meet the 21st century educational emergency in passing on the faith to your children. Now, I'm going to share with you three easy ways, but yet very effective ways to teach Scripture to your children. Now, don't panic. No experience is necessary, and I promise it's easier than programming your old VCR, which I never quite got anyhow. Uh, The first step, and I mentioned this last time a little bit, is the book of Proverbs. You know, St. Ambrose, which was, who was a, uh, one of the famous doctors of the church and uh, a leader of the fourth-century church, he was especially influential in the life of St. Augustine, he writes that Proverbs was used in the early church to instruct Catholics, especially new converts, on how to live practically, how to live a godly life in the daily family and practical and working worlds that people find themselves in. This is what's needed today. And the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. Most months have almost that many days in it. And you have older children take a chapter a day, uh, read the book of Proverbs, and maybe go around the table and everybody share from that chapter that they have read beforehand Uh, one verse, one proverb that maybe sticks out to them as particularly helpful or relevant or important or applicable to whatever situation they find themselves in life. And so this is a very important way, and I suggest you could go through the book of Proverbs once a year. Take one month a year, take a chapter a day. If you have younger children, maybe do this over a two-month period, having only a half a chapter in your family setting. And I just need to mention, too, that uh, as your children get older, particularly, the first seven chapters of Proverbs are the best resources for chastity education in the entire known universe. There is nothing that will come close. Every book that your children read will be information, and information is good. But what your children need in the unholy land that we are living in in the 21st century is transformation. And God's Word 
coupled with the Holy Spirit, is able to do things inside of us in providing strength and guidance and direction in life far beyond simply having information in our mind. Information may have worked in other generations. For this one, it's going to need transformation, and that's why these verses in Proverbs are so important for daily life, okay? So I promised you three effective ways to do this. Here, oh, by the way, you need a resource. I'm going to recommend a resource, and the resource for teaching Proverbs, I would recommend the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, and for the Old Testament, there is a booklet that covers Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. And I would urge you to get this booklet. It is only 47 pages devoted to Proverbs. So basically, for your whole month, you're going to have to read 47 pages. It's a little bit more than a page a day. And basically how a study Bible works is at the top part of the page, you'll have your chapter and then in the bottom portion, separated by a thin line, you'll have comments on what those Proverbs mean and how they apply. And it's a very good tool. It's a great way to start scripture study. It's a very faithful and reliable to the Catholic faith uh, study Bible. So you get the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, and that's for covers the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon, but again, you only need those 47 pages devoted to Proverbs. If you really want to get educated in Proverbs, uh, this is entirely optional, but the Navarre Bible, which is also a Catholic study Bible, has a volume entitled Wisdom Books, and this is covering the wisdom literature, of which Proverbs is one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament, and it's very informative. One of the positive things, you'll find the ancient church fathers, what they said about the Proverbs in the bottom part of the page about the Proverbs you're reading in the top part of the page, and that's very illuminating, but there's only one caution that I would give, and it's a pretty strong caution, that the more you learn, the harder you have to work as a parent to keep it simple. It's not rattling off tons of theological knowledge that's beyond your child's intellectual capacity. The reason this method works so well is because of your bond with your children. You just keep it simple, read aloud God's word, allow them to participate, the older children too, but the child hearing your voice is really the word of God being reverberated by you. It has this very deep effect within their hearts. So if you get the Navarre Bible, which is optional, you're going to learn more, but you're going to have to work a little harder to keep it simple because that's very important. You don't want to overly complicate this process. The reason you start at a higher level than somebody who has formally studied theology is because your mom and dad. That's why you are so important to this process, okay? Now, here's another one that, uh, again, I think is very, very effective, and that is reading the Sunday gospel readings in the home. And how do you find what they are? You can just Google Catholic uh, Sunday gospel readings, and you can get 
a whole list of readings for the year, or you can simply go to Mass, pay close attention to the Gospel reading, uh, pay attention to your priest homily, and maybe just remember one thing you heard in Mass that you want to reverberate at home with your children. But how it works is in the Catholic Church, it generally there is what's called an ABC rotation at an Year A, they'll take the Gospel of Matthew. Year B, they'll take the Gospel of Mark. And year C, they'll take the Gospel of Luke and basically read through those Gospels with the Gospel of John kind of sprinkled throughout the church year and all of those ABCs uh, years. So for the year A, you concentrate in the Gospel of Matthew and just read that part of Matthew at home that was read in church, okay? Now, I have two resources for you on this. And actually, the portion of the study Bible I'm going to recommend is actually shorter. It's not even a whole chapter like I recommended for Proverbs. It's generally a section of a chapter. And for that, I am going to recommend, again, the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, and you can get the entire New Testament in a pretty big book format. And for a lot of folks, that might be a little intimidating. So you can also order a single gospel as a booklet, and that might be a good way to start. You can get booklets for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just figure out by Googling what church year you're going to be in. And the church year, by the way, starts these readings uh, in Advent, so it's time to get ready for it. So when you go home, you take that portion of a chapter from the gospel, and you read that as a family, and before you get to your family time, you do your preparation by reading the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible comments on what that paragraph means. So all you have to do is basically read the passage, make one comment on what it means, either something you already know, something the priest said in his homily, or something you read in the footnotes of the study Bible. Just one comment on how this might apply to life. And then if you're really adventurous, invite your kids to ask questions, which will make you a good student. Okay, so you use the study Bible, but in addition to that, my friend Scott Hahn has gone to and produced a wonderful resource for you in that he has what is called the Sunday Bible Reflections. And if you go to his website, just Google Sunday Bible Reflections, Dr. Scott Hahn. Okay, can you remember that? Google Sunday Bible Reflections, Dr. Scott Hahn, and there's a three-minute audio clip that Scott has done to show basically how the three readings of that Sunday fit together and what's the main point. Three minutes. So I would estimate that reading the passage in your Catholic study Bible, the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, as well as the footnotes, along with Dr. Scott Hahn's three-minute audio clip on the website, 
it'll take you something like six to seven minutes of preparation time for your weekly family gospel reading in the home. And then it will take you three to four minutes around the table for the execution. So all of this is going to take 10 to 11 minutes a week. Read one comment. If you're adventurous, entertain questions. This is the way that God himself told Moses to instruct the families on what they could do so when they and their children entered the unholy land, they would remain faithful to the Lord God. Can you sacrifice 10 to 11 minutes a week a week, to do this for the eternal welfare of your children? Just think of what maybe your friends with a child that maybe went through years of Catholic schooling and everything else, went off to college and went right off from the faith. Imagine the heartache they're going through and that this type of thing can be prevented, not simply by information, but by transformation of the heart. And this has to come from heart to heart. And those with the strongest relational bonds are by far the best teachers of the heart to really anchor this deep within. Okay, so we have Proverbs, and then we have the Sunday Gospel readings. And i just like to throw this out. By the way, you're listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood. I've given thought to the need that parents, you can do this with the resources I've just mentioned, but I've also thought myself, what would it be like if I could get together with parents and train them in the book of Proverbs and at least one gospel, uh, get kind of face-to-face? When I started St. Joseph's Covenant Keepers, the outreach to Catholic husbands and fathers that I organized, I spent about 10 years traveling all over North America trying to get this going, and uh, it was a lot of work. And I started thinking, you know, if it would take me 10 years to go around, I really wouldn't cover every place, but if it took me 10 years, let's just say you have a three- or a four-year-old, and I didn't happen to get to your community until the 10th year uh, I would have missed your child's entire preteen childhood uh, to get this information to you. So I was just thinking, and it's just kind of a wild idea, but uh, if you, particularly as a dad but or mom and dad, would be interested in coming to Greenville, South Carolina, that's the home of Family Life Center and Faith and Family Radio here, that you would come in for a long weekend and I would teach you Proverbs and a gospel and send you home uh, equipped to, to teach your kids and not be afraid if they asked you those hard questions that kids so often do. If you'd be interested in this, you can send me an email and just say, we'd be interested. Uh, and that email address is askthehost at gmail.com. Again, if you would be willing, and I realize it's, it's quite an effort to drive or fly into Greenville, South Carolina, and spend a weekend here, and that um, to learn a gospel in the book of Proverbs, 
just say, we'd be interested, and send an email to askthehost at gmail.com, and we might launch something like that. Also know that um, in our online store at familylifecenter.net, I have a CD uh, as well as an MP3 ready for download on each of the three-year Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that uh, you can basically get an hour instruction on each of those Gospels, and I recommend that to you. But what we're thinking about as far as coming to Greenville would be actually a weekend, not a week, uh, an hour-long instruction. Okay. Now, before I leave you, uh, there's something that I would uh, also recommend uh, to you on behalf of your children, and that's to introduce you and encourage you to introduce the Gospel of John to your children. This Gospel, for many reasons, seems to be capable of a unique faith-producing effect. Uh, In my own life, it was reading the Gospel of John. I came across John chapter 8 and verse 12, where Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, and he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I was involved in all kinds of crazy uh, New Age seeking enlightenment type of things, and I was seeking an enlightenment experience, and then I came across this and said, no, the, the light is a person and he seems to have an awful lot to do with God. It's not just an it. It's not just an experience. It seems to be the living God, and it changed my life. And there's many other places in the Gospel of John where folks' lives have been changed. In fact, John in chapter 20 and verse 31 says, "'These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing, you may have life in his name. In other words, that real life, not just abstract knowledge about God, but real life comes from reading the Scripture, and in particular, this gospel was written for that. And it's also a gospel that describes a deep personal relationship with God, and that's what we're talking about in transformative parenting, how to bring your children to have that transformed faith so they stay with Christ in the middle of our darkening culture in the 21st century. So teaching scripture from the heart, from parent to child in the home, brings a child into this life-giving, lifelong personal relationship with the living God. This is Steve Wood with Faith and Family. Until next time, you can find us on the web at familylifecenter.net. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net.